I like how people get super loud right as I hit record. That's always fun. Uh, welcome to episode two of The Wheel of Pod. Music playing in background. It sounds amazing. Hold on. Wrong one. No, wrong one. YouTube does not like that I've used the song. They've already got me in legal trouble. From the side I got it from. Where? Should we wait for the beat to drop? Is there a beat drop? Oh, yeah. Of course it's a beat drop. It's a podcast. There we go. All right. Episode two-ish of The Wheel of Pod. Because Amazon really screwed us with the releasing three episodes at once. That's a lot to talk about. It is a lot, and we didn't, and we shouldn't, because that's not how these podcasts work. Here's the, they fit in a whole book in just eight episodes. Each episode is a lot to talk about. To so talk about three at once is a lot, but we're going to do it today. Yeah. And I just, I would like to pay a, a moment of respect to Perrin's wife, who was murdered yes. unnecessarily in the first episode. But I don't know if it was unnecessary. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. But actually, I felt like if you just saw the characters, I hadn't read the books, I'd have been like, she looked like the cooler one. Like, I want to know her backstory. Maybe she's coming back because she looked cooler than, you know, frankly, half the characters. I know we shouldn't rehash what we talked about in the first episode, but like, if that's the case, why introduce her in the first episode and kill her? Because then everyone who is just watching the TV show is like, man, I really want that character from episode one. Well, we're going to, here's the thing. I'm going to save it. <laughs> okay, I have, I have a whole thing it, on this. I'm going to yeah. save it for later because I think it's, I'm going to make a point later. We, we don't have our, uh, our rotating cast of a third guest. Uh, third co-host this week, so it's just Andy and I, unless Jason wants to step in. Um, all right, well, we'll bring you in. We'll bring you in later uh, for our uh, what's pissing us off this week in the Wheel of Pod. Um, yeah, God, I, I think that's. A good I've episode. got thoughts, but okay. okay. So let's summarize episode two. You go first because you're better at this than I am. Okay, so at the end of episode one, which you talked about, there was kind of the big battle, and episode two is they're on the run, and this is very uh, Tolkien esque. I think we all remember this from the uh, Lord of the Rings movies where they're running through the forest and they're being chased. And I felt like this felt authentic. Um, it wasn't like too suspenseful, but also you knew they were in danger. And I think it had some great moments. I think even you pointed out, whereas fans of the book, uh, you saw some really cool details, like how they were spaced out. Uh, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but land going back and forth and watching yep. the front and yep. the back. And we can talk about this now. They uh, included the song, which was a big fight to get that song in. And that was actually one of my very favorite moments of the episode. The song Rock. And the fact that they have, and I think we see this a lot. They had a song that talked about a past and a history. And to them, it was just like, oh, this is just like a silly song. But it actually was a momentous thing that's just not talked about because it's so far back in their history. I will say the story of how the showrunner kept fighting to keep that scene in shows makes me trust him more because like that's an important world building scene that where nothing exciting happens like and, and it sounded so good it's not that they wrote that song for that scene like that's a new song they wrote yeah uh which i thought was very good they discovered all the actors can sing so that's nice weird um and yeah it's just uh it's just uh moraine talking for four minutes and uh which uh you know in early game of thrones you get a scene where a character would talk for four minutes but amazon's like you know we we want we want weird trollocs chasing you in the forest. No, this need to be fast paced. I think to get people's attention and keep it. And honestly, they're putting a lot into each episode. So I think that uh, episode two slowed it down a little bit. There wasn't as much, 
it gave a little bit of history. It wasn't much character development, uh, but I think it took us. It was like that gap episode, so we're not going to talk about it too long. Yeah. But they eventually get chased into uh, Shadow Logarth. Which apparently, part of that is a real set, which I didn't believe because it looks super CGI to me. But apparently some of that was real. Yeah. So, good. Again, I, like, I don't know what to, how to feel about something that I think is 100% fake. When I found out it's only 50% fake, I'm like, am I the problem? Yeah, I think you uh, are. Uh, uh, I disagree. You, got to, um, you just got to embrace it sometimes. Uh, the CGI is not like necessarily 100% the best, but it's actually a lot better than what I've seen. You know, this is not... Is it $10 million good is my question? Because that's how much they spent on each episode. Is I mean, it $80 million good? That's how much this season costs. Think about that. For me to see my dream become a reality? I mean, you know... Yeah. Here's my, uh, like, here's my thing. Same thing with the Harry Potter books. Like, honestly, you could have started the story halfway through and I've been a lot happier. Because then we could, like, bypass all this... Well, and the CGI... Bullshit. And, I mean, this was 12 years ago now... Uh, maybe not that far, but for Harry Potter, but that CGI was pretty bad too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Columbus shouldn't be allowed to direct things anymore. I don't know it's a hot take, but I'm, I'm, I'm laying that out there. Christopher Columbus, not a good director. Also, change your name, buddy. Like, not, not great. No longer holds up. Anyway. Um, okay, so... They made a shout out of Logos. Yeah, so like... Th this, and then they get separated. Yeah, th this is the, the Breaking of the Fellowship episode, right? And I uh, think this is a very important uh, point in the books. Like when to separate a party this early on in the TV show or and in the books and be like, hey, you know what? Instead of putting it together, where we all fight together. We're going to separate you and you're all going to go on different adventures. And it's going to be all these different points of view is not that, like it's kind of a risk. Uh, and it obviously pays off in the books. And I think it is going to. And I, from what I've seen, it has so far in the TV show. But that's not that common, but to be like, hey, we're going to bring these characters together, give you some background, and then we're going to separate them. Um, but that's that's where we're at at the end of two. And then we also kind of bring up your point about what you thought about the city besides the CGI. Sure. I, listen, I thought the city was great. Like, it's supposed to be a massive, huge... I loved the... I don't know how much of that wall was real, but the crack in the wall, like, all the way up, well, incredibly well done. Like, kind of how I imagined it. And because, like, you know, she, they, they tell the story of how they, like, you know, lock themselves in for, from everyone. And it looked like a, a weirdly, like, dirty but pristine city. Like, what would happen if everyone just disappeared from a massive city? They nailed the look. It actually looked better on screen than I had imagined in my head, which was a little bit too much pristine, which is like a layer of dust. Mm, yeah. And that actually made more sense. I liked it being white. Like, in my in my... Reading the books, I didn't think of it as a white city, but it, uh, seeing it as a dirty white city, like a dusty white city, I thought it was a nice touch because, like, white has implications. And if everything was, like, you know, onyx, that would feel different to me. And we're going to continue to talk about the difference between the books and TV show, not as much as we did the first episode, but I there was a... Well, we, we, we might, we might. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Who knows? There's a lot of differences. Was, I'm reading the first book now, so I have lots of thoughts. I... When we had the first episode, I was shocked by how many changes there were. It was I knew there was going to be a lot. It was more than I was expecting, and it took me a minute to get over it. I feel like I'm over it now. But clearly, as I see it, I'm just going to be like, okay, you know what? This is different. Sometimes they did it better. Sometimes they, I don't know where they're going with it because it's not what I expected. With this, it's a little bit different. I love the way they made uh, the mush and chin and the evilness of the city and how it looked and how it separated them and how it felt real 
and not hokey. And I thought it was actually pretty cool. We're going to spoil a little bit. In the books, there is a ghost that they discover first. That kind of leads them to... Yeah. A g -g ghost? A g -g -g yeah. You know, but even in the books, now that I look about it, was kind of hokey. You know? And it, it yeah, could have felt very Scooby-Doo. Well, yeah, because like it's a scene to show how stupid Rand and Matt are. Like how um, naive they are. And... I feel like you can do that in other ways, and I feel like they, oh, they yeah. prove that fact. Like, like Matt's an idiot, and uh, he's gonna get Brandon in trouble a lot. Well, they're from a small town. Yeah, they're, they're, from a they're small naive. Town. Yeah, I, 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 and you can tell that, like when they um, had their uh, a pocket or their purse pocketed. Yeah, they're like little uh, drawstring. That's the perfect guy saying, "Oh, hey, you're not in Edmondsville. Yeah. Sorry, of the two rivers anymore. Of the two rivers, yeah. And because, uh, again, you can't just trust yeah. people. Uh, R.I.P." Uh, Edmonds Field. Yeah, I mean, the city has a name. Why not include the name? Whatever. Uh, I want our listeners to know, you listeners and viewers, you can't see this, but what's playing on the TVs behind us is female uh, WWE, and it's very distracting. So, um, oh, so it's the most distracting that, of things. It's SmackDown tonight as well. I uh, love the tavern scene so far in this show, <laughs> and the fact that we are doing this not, uh, from a bar, from a tavern, yeah. um, is great. You uh, know, it's not as rowdy as those taverns, uh, but yeah, you know, we are here. We're having some drinks. Yep. Cheers. Because uh, I feel like that is the best way to, to watch inner, it yeah, and, and, and to enjoy this. So to Inner Circle Vodka Bar, uh, thank you for hosting us. And uh, yeah. like we have some audience here. Yep, yep. We're well, going to toast to that long, too. Long may the Inner Circle Vodka Bar reign. Yes. Um, but ha like doing the podcast from a tavern, I think feels a little bit more uh, fun and yeah. authentic. And you know what? I, I, would, I would like to smoke some tabak. Yeah. Or some, good, or, some, or some tabak. Uh, yeah, some tabak. Yeah. Uh, some good, some good uh, two rivers tabak. Yeah, uh, yeah, of the two rivers tabak. Of the two rivers tabak. So uh, they, they, they have, we, we didn't have the ghost, which yeah. I think was actually an improvement. And because uh, it could have been okay. And I thought that the way they made the evilness good and that the way they got separated felt like, oh, God, yeah. Listen, that, that horse dissolving scene oh, was yeah. terrifying. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I that was, was like, crazy. They just straight up, like again, obviously they didn't kill, kill a real horse, but well, uh, they might have. We don't like, know. You don't like you don't mess with people and horses. People love horses, and they that that black thing just ate that horse. Uh, and those are the horses were like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Um, you know, it's like you don't right away want to kill like horses and children. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I have a geographical question. Um, okay. Okay. So I liked the added touch of them all having to jump off the top of. Uh, the walls into water, but how many sides of the city is surrounded by water? Did they jump off the same side, just far, far, far apart from each other? Um, yeah, I think or it's kind it of like, one of those ones where it's on a point, almost like it's like an isthmus situation. Like what is it? There's a little bit of isthmus. I think you have a lot of cities that kind of get on the isthmus of that, and so I think nope. they just jumped off. At least in the books. Yeah, listen, yeah. and I think I know. I think that's what it was, and so you kind of saw them. They were like opposite sides of the building both having water on it yeah and so and when you're in a river depending on where you jump off and where the things are you're going to end up very different places which yes. means that the we, we are river people here in Tulsa, oklahoma we are we are yes yes the perfect wait would you want to go wait i don't yeah. want to repeat come it on so in. Come, come, come on in and uh ask your question on the mic hi there yeah, come, on, come on in a little bit closer right, yeah. so we can see you a little bit, a little bit closer okay so the town the the ancient city the you pronounce it how? Shadar Logoth? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's, it's Manetherin? 
Oh, oh they're, they're old city, yeah. Manetherin. Uh, right, right, okay. Manetherin, yes, okay. I believe it's... So then how do you pronounce the river? Because in my head, I was always, it was Manetherin, and then Manetherin drill kind of flows off the tongue a little more easily than the alternative. So mm. am I crazy here? I'm not sure. That's a great question. I don't know how they pronounce it on the show. Um, it's definitely Manetherin for the city. Right. But I, and, and, and I kind of pronounce it Manetherin in my head. Uh, but I think that sometimes you have a base of something, but a long time has passed. Uh, words yeah. change a little bit. The one time, uh, the, no, not the one time, but one of the main times Michelle would be handy as a linguist here because she would explain how that probably happens uh, over time. Say, if they try and use manetherin drill, it's going to sound. Nope. Yeah. It's not going to sound as good. Yep. It's not going to sound yep. as good. That's a real, that's a real uh, Steve Ann, Steve Ann situation. And this is uh, an episode four, but I love the fact that they kind of poke fun about how the readers and different people pronounce things differently because these are all new words. Yeah. Um, with Nynaeve's name. Yeah. Where she comes back and she says, Yeah. Oh, Nynaeve. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Like, and again, we're like, same. I am an, an a, a only book reader, not an audiobook listener. So my pronunciations, as, as always, viewers, is going to be off because I read... 14 books, 13 books, uh, just pronouncing it in my head. And most of the time I made up my own names for things. So uh, like Nanave was just N. Well, uh, and, and so I think I pronounced it Nanave to begin with. Nanave. Because that makes more sense. It just sense. seemed like I have too many vowels in it. It seemed very like Swedish to me. And so. I also pronounced Egwene, Egwene. Egwene. Um, until I got the audio books yeah, and that again, helped a lot. Why is it a weird Hobbit situation where the men have like very simple dumb names and the women have like very long flowing beautiful names? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I assume Michael Kramer has the definitive pronunciation. I think that Michael, so the audiobook uh, reader, which is, um, uh, you said his name, right? Michael Kramer. Michael Kramer. And then the woman was Kate Reading. I think they talked to um, the author to get the pronunciation. Well, um, so we're going to say that they're yeah. like close well, they, to correct. I don't know if they hired the guy, uh, listeners, viewers, if you know this, I know they hired someone to make up the rules, like tr make up the old tongue for the show. I'm wondering yeah. if it's the guy who did like Dothraki and the, the Belter Patois from the Expanse. Like, there's, there's one guy who's been doing this, making up fancy languages that haven't had rules. I want to know if this is the guy or if there's a new guy. That, which would be exciting too, but the Dothraki guy knows what he's doing. So my favorite um, is that, like you know, unlike Tolkien, who just like made up languages and the whole basis of the languages, and that like you got the whole detail and everything else. This is clearly like not quite as in depth. Oh, um, I would like to start a drinking game every time someone asks, "Would you like to know what blank is in the old tongue?" That should be our drinking game. I think it could be a hit up. Because it's at least three times per episode. So yeah, that could at be a minimum. We should. Uh, yeah. Maybe the next one. Let's make some rules yeah. up now that we've oh, watched yeah. a couple episodes to drink while we watch. Um, for anyone joining us, come to Inner Circle. Yeah. We will, uh, uh, you can join our drinking game. Also, I feel like that would be a great uh, pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're 15 minutes in. And I think we've summarized the episode. Okay, I think. So, so we got to the point. I think we talked about it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot there. And then they separate. And so now we're in three different storylines, which I think is great. Um, well, because yeah, you can slow the story down uh, and get more details when you're doing from each point of view chapters. Yeah, it's really uh, hard to get a lot of like one character storyline when you have so yeah, many characters. That's why the, in the same. That's scene. one of the many reasons the Hobbit movies don't work is because all of the dwarves stay together, and so you can't really tell them apart because then you never have time with just two of them. Honestly, the dwarves, uh, the hobbits do. Like honestly, even now the hobbits are all pretty much the same. How dare you? I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's real classic Perry. Uh, Perry. Fuck. Whatever the names are. 
Pippin. There exactly. we go. Exactly. You don't even know their names because they're all the same. They're all just hobbits. Listen. Uh, they have like they eat nine times a day and they have hairy feet. And besides that, and they, they smoke weed they want a, a lot. And yeah, and some of them are like a little snarkier than the others. But what's the difference? Yeah. But when you separate them, like once you separate them, like you knew who Sam was. Yeah. You didn't know who he was before they separated. He just, just kind of fit into the background. Again, I would like to be, insert a poll here for our our viewers and listeners. If they are also, when they reread The Lord of the Rings, just bypass the Sam Frodo chapters when they reread it, because I certainly do. Because uh, boring. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can we talk about the, the, uh, the fairy? The fairy at the very beginning of the episode. I'd like to game theory this out for you because either that's the dumbest ferryman in existence. Sorry, we're still in episode two. We're about to jump to three, but we're on ferry two to wrap up before yes, we move yeah. on from two. Yes. He uh, had a big issue with the ferry. I had a big issue with the, the ferryman who is either an idiot or uh, Moraine is terrible at communication because clearly you're looking across the river, right? There are thousands of Trollocs. And he's like, if you destroy my boat, how am I going to get my son? And my question is, are you going to go get him right now? Oh, no, it was dumb. And it was definitely a throwback to the book where she had to sink it, but it made more sense in the book because you couldn't see the Trollocs. And yeah. then he wanted to be like, no, that's my livelihood. And so I think he was like, oh, my son's coming. He's like, you yeah. want to go back there and save your son? Yeah, your son's either dead or can see all those Trollocs and was like, I'm going to wait. It was just, it was dumb. Like, so it, it made it, sense. It was, it was people acting, acting the way the plot needed them to, not logically. Exactly. And I felt like that was rushed. Like, they didn't have time to fix it so they, they just wanted to move on. But if you're going to show her, uh, Moraine sinking the boat and showing how uh, callous she could be. It was more about the like, goal and not about the yeah, like, people. And, and like, she's not a, she's not a teddy bear. She's not. She's not like, soft and cuddly. Yeah, but like like Rand has actual issues with her later on. But like these made up issues where she does the right thing for stu like without explaining reason. it. Yeah, that's stupid reasons. Like it was the right reason to do. Like that guy was just being dumb. He was being plot dumb and plot yeah uh, plot focused. And I'm like. Just don't have them then. Have them just steal the, the, the thing then. But here's the thing. Anyway. People are dumb in emergencies. When something bad is happening, yeah. you don't act rationally all the time. I can't think of an example right now where there's a major, you know, worldwide catastrophe where people acted maybe not in their best interest and just did things because they just had like that impetus to and a more feeling than actions. Every disaster movie ever. Right. So, Except for the day after tomorrow, uh, strangely enough. Who threw us a curveball with the breaking of the love triangle? Shout out to Ryan Flippo. He gets it. Um, just follow your feelings, man. Yeah. He understands. Just follow uh, your feelings. Sometimes you act irrationally. Yes. And I think that's understandable, but it did come off a stump. Can, okay. Um, can we talk about the, the dream with the bats real quick? Go for because it. Because I almost threw up. Like the first time I watched that, it was disgusting. Like the guy looked like he was choking something up, and I was almost like, Oop. Like he did a very good job because that was real gross. And like, so well done, show. You did good there because. Kind of say um, in the books, it's rats. Not the exact same thing with like coming out of the mouth. Yeah. But I'd rather have a bat come out of someone's mouth than a rat. I don't know why. They're both filthy Listen, and disgusting. Like if you're going to have a rat, it's got to come out somewhere else. Who? No. Internet knows. No, nope, nope. We're moving on. We're moving on past the dreams now. I was going to delve into it further, but I can't. Uh, it's been tainted. Listen, it's, it's been oh, tainted. It's been, uh, taint, uh, tainted like uh, Satan? Satan? Yeah. So, uh, yes. Um, so, Satan? I don't know. The spice? Satan? Satan? Uh, Sadar and, and, and Sidon. The two have, have not They have not the introduced those yet. They have not used those name. terms, but you have the weaving. So, uh, we're, we're gonna, I want to talk about this later because right, um, not right. only do I have a lot to say about the Dark One's taint, but I think that would be a great band I bet name. You do. Yeah, the Dark One Saint. That actually should have been our. That, 
Exactly. I actually feel like the Dark One's Taint could have been the name of our podcast too. That's true. Uh, I feel like I feel like Apple would just naturally not want to push us if we had the word Taint in our title. Um, you know what? That's true. That's <laughs> Here's the thing, Amazon that might like it though. They're, they're they're trying real hard to get into podcasts, even though they make it impossible to find where their podcasts are. So that's fine. All right, so uh, we've separated. Now let's go yep. through the three okay uh, storylines. Yes. So the first one that comes up, like we really kind of work on, starting with three, is Nynaeve. So Nynaeve was captured. We found out that she escaped by being a badass, kind of, and lucky, and very very lucky. Oh yeah, can we talk about the the orc level of stupidity that uh, those Trollocs showed? And then they attacked each other. Yeah, because I, I watched it with. Um, are, are they cannibals in the books? I don't remember. They do. They eat each other in the books. Okay. But usually, like when they're starving. Because I like, so I was watching with people who hadn't read, and they're like, oh my God, do they attack each other normally? I'm like, oh, yes and no, yeah. That was kind of a weird thing because he was hurt. And they're like, was he putting out his misery? I'm like, no, they don't care about that. Um, I think it was like a. Oddly enough, Trolloc's very empathetic towards each very other. Very empathetic. Like, they're like, oh, he's the, clearly the, dying. Their superpower is empathy. Let me rip out his guts to yeah. end it sooner, yeah. but yeah. he wasn't trying to end it sooner. I, I eat his guts so I can feel his feelings. Maybe he was starving. So there might have been. So this is kind of why I would say that she was captured. At this point, I think we find out later, there were five potential dragons, uh, Dragon Reborns. She is one of them. So instead of killing her, I think they might have been trying to capture all of them, and she was the only one that was captured. So and she, was, she, she was Mary and Pippin in this situation. Yes. Uh, Northern so, Shadow. So I think that's like I think that's the best way to explain it without it coming off as weird. And I'll, it makes I'll, sense. Yeah, I'll tell you what's weird is the WWE has now transitioned to like 15 guys in the ring. <laughs> Again, very distracting. Anyway, uh, so she she and, and and she hunts him down, shows her her skills. Uh, at this point, they've separated. So we just have Moraine and Lan, because Moraine is very seriously hurt. Yep. Uh, Nynaeve comes up to him, demands to know where her townspeople are, which is very on brand for her. And then uh, not only attacks him, attempts to uh, stab Lan, and then after. She's knocked out and wakes up, uh, basically says, I will help, but I need these things. And he says, you're not in any position to ask for demands. She's like, no, I'm making a threat. All on brand, all badass. Uh, I love this actress. I think she's doing a great job. I think she's making Nynaeve more likable in the TV show than she was in the books. Because I love her later on, but in the books, it's a little rough. She can come across as naggy, but in this one, she's not naggy. She's like, no, I know what I want. I know I'm young. I know I'm a woman. I know I'm probably the least powerful. She's surrounded by people not as powerful as yeah, her. Did, so did they age her up an equal amount of years as the other characters? So yes. she's like 25 to their 21? 25, 26. she was older than them in the books too. They are. So she's like okay. that 25, 26. Um, and that makes more sense. And like we said earlier with her and Land, which you can kind of see they're flirting in the TV show. It is not as creepy as it was in the books. Yeah. Definitely, um, definitely was creepy in the books, even though it happened like six books in. I was like, ew. So I he's like uh, eighty. Yeah, well, he's like in 50. his late fifties, mid listen, to late. We don't 50s. know how long people live in this world, so we, we don't know if he's a, if it's a Duna dying situation but or he's clearly you know. older in the TV yeah. shows, but not in a way that it looks uncomfortable. So I always thought he was kind of youngish in the books, but that's I think because it's just of the power he shows. But uh, anyway, that that's a later discussion. That's a later discussion, and so she's able to help 
using her wisdom skills, heal Moraine enough until they run into the other Aes Sedai. And this is something that I love in the TV show. So we're merging three and four episodes here. We're just going to go by storyline. So it really comes to fruition in the fourth episode where they come across the other Aes Sedai. And I love this scene. I think you get a lot of history on the Aes Sedai, how they're different without having to be like, I don't know anything. Let me explain it to you. These were very real conversations, but really laid out a lot of things. You had to pay attention. I feel like me knowing it was different, where if I didn't, like, you really have to pay attention, but I thought it was really well done. That was a, that was a good use of using, like, the visual medium of television yeah. to summarize, like, three books worth of uh, exposition you have to do about the different colors and, you know, how some... Some uh, Aes Sedai have more waters than others, and, and some, some are more powerful. Yeah. Like some there have are sexual so relationships. Somehow, how they have to do things in groups, et cetera, um, et cetera. The waters were awesome. All oh yeah, them. I love them drinking, and just, like sharing stories, and like uh, making fun of each other. That was fun. It shows that there's a connection not only when they get hurt, but when they drink, it also affects them. Like that's how tight their bond I, I, is, yeah. and I thought that they did that really well. Yeah, um, I, like, I, I like how uh, Lamb was like, "You get emotional every time I drink." And I like how it showed that both Moran, Mor Moran, Moraine and Moraine. Lan are very yeah. like rigid and straight faced. And you're like, oh, is that how all they are? And they're not. No. That's just they how literally both, held both hands, of them are. And I'm pretty sure they both orgasmed at that moment. So <laughs> that's not, not the impression I got. But listen, we here's it, thing, sometimes you see comfort, especially when you're like, hey, yeah. there's only us. We're the only ones who understand this. They're so far into their own shit. Th like th they don't smell their own shit. And I think that you realize that slowly over time in the books where you're like, oh my God, they're amazing. They know everything. They're super wise. And at the end, you're like, okay, they are those things, but they're also like so serious and so bent on this. You know, I mean, saving the world, but they're like, we're the only ones who can do this. It's a 20 year mission. And seeing the other Aes Sedai even this early on and other waters going, what? They're so straight, like straight and, and closed mouth. And could you imagine dinner with them? And I'm like, yeah, that would be terrible. So you got to see Isaiah being women it's a real and waters it's being a real, waters. It's uh, a real introvert Thanksgiving. So that's uh, why you don't think that, yeah, like, oh, all Isaiah are very straight. Every state kind of hard. They don't show emotions. to all the introverts out there. But yeah, but they're like, they're not, this is not how all Isaiah and waters are. Yeah. These are just them. And I like the fact that they showed that early on instead of much later. Uh, and I thought it was a really, I thought they did an amazing job with the waters and the eyes that I and the power balance. Cause not only do you learn like every relationship between waters and eyes that I is different, but also like of the seven, only three until Moraine got there could hold uh, the uh, low gain. They, that, they're like, you know, in that bond thing, not bond, but yeah. uh, uh, the shield, the shield. Thank yeah. you. I mean, so uh, for our listeners, uh, episode four was pretty much all uh, the, uh, Moraine, Lan, Nynaeve storyline. And it, 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 it delved deep into the Aes Sedai and their different powers, all the things we've been talking about. And then ends with a massive battle where you, you see how effective one Aes Sedai and their warriors can be. They're really powerful because not many Aes Sedai are that powerful. Yeah, yeah. And you got to see Nynaeve be a badass. Also, I love the fact that, and I think we're going to see this more in episode five, that it, the TV show, I think, does a much better job in the books of setting up this mystery of who the Dragon Reborn is. It could be any five of them. And so far, they've already pointed to two, or like three of the characters and yeah. pretty strong, two of them in very strong ways where you're like, oh. And so I kind of, man, I would have loved to like just wipe my memory for a little bit and kind of go in going, who is the Dragon Reborn? Yeah. And have that mystery. Because not only do I not have it because I did read the books, but even though the characters don't realize it till the end of the books, 
but as a reader, they give you basically tell you right at the beginning. Yeah, like I'm rereading the first book, and I can tell you, even so that even though they haven't said it yet, and I'm like 70 percent way through the book, like you know, no, they make it very obvious very without clear. saying it. Yeah, and it takes away that mystery. Like it's still good. Yeah. Like I love the first book, but I kind of wish they had kept that mystery longer. And yeah. I love the fact that the TV show's doing it, and I think that's another way that they've done it better. And it's showing the Aes Sedai at the beginning. And then also Loghain and showing that like, okay, we, we know what the dragon is, but we can't hear about false dragons. What does that mean? And you get to see male channeling, which is amazing. So I don't know if you noticed this. I thought it was really well done. I really pay attention every time he channeled. So I really like the visual effects of the women channeling. You get to see the weaves because they call it the weaves. And like it is, it's not just like power, boom. They weave these things around to create different things. It's not, it's not the Harry Potter whipping it's things the out Potter of whipping. the wand like thing. They have like, it's like almost like threads. It's thick threads that they weave together. And with the women, I don't know if you notice, they're all white and pure. Yeah. And with Loghain, they are not straight black, but they're gray. They're, they're oily. He, they're oily. They're, they're, they're oily. Nice they're touch. dark. Because, and this is, I'm going to bring it up again, the dark one's taint. Band name, I'm saving it. Uh... Name of my sex tape, The Dark One's Taint. Um, and they, they're able to show it in a really awesome way because when you watch it, and if you really pay attention, most of his weaves, when he starts out, start off white and then go dark pretty Ooh. quick. And then you wave in like white and dark. Okay. And oh. when he goes crazy, when he sees things and he hears these voices of previous dragons, because this is Did a will, everyone's okay. reborn. Okay, go ahead. We need to stop. Did you notice if those are old... If, if, even if he's crazy and he's imagining those old dragons talking to him, at least one of those old dragons was a woman, was a yeah. female voice. So is that the show saying that the dragon is sort of like genderless? Oh yeah, no, it is. It's genderless. You can be reborn either gender. I think it's a, it's a Doctor Who. It's a Doctor, doctor Who. Situation it's a Doctor now. Who. Which they in the books you tend to be born the same gender, but yeah. I feel like there's been possibilities. Like they talk about things where they do switch genders occasionally. I feel like there's a Forsaken that switch genders, right? Well, but that's sort through of. other things. Spoiler alert, but yes. Question. Oh, wait, wait. We're going to have a grind my gears moment, so I'm going to switch out real quick. Come on. Come on up. Go I ahead. want like a Lewis Black. This is what really irks me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get into something that hasn't happened in the show yet. So... I think it's an open question of for whether, let's say you're a channeler, is your soul somehow linked to uh, the side of the the one power that you're channeling? Because I only ask this because one of the Forsaken, in uh, I don't know, I don't remember what which what one, yeah, was. or which book. When when they switched, they were still channeling Sidin. You are correct. Yes. Okay. Right. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. All right. So if that's the case, then there's like a whole bitch, like they're they're kind of upending some of the mythology. There's perhaps. definitely a, uh, th thank you, Jason. There's definitely a philosophical question about both in the books and now in the, the TV shows, if the soul maintains its connection to its original gender source. And if that, if that, if no matter, no matter how many times you've been a woman, for example, if you were a man first, that you're always... Uh, using the tainted side or not. And that's a question they're going to have to answer at some point or they're going to write their way out of it. But I feel but like they they're saying that up. Yeah, they, but they intentionally made it to where dragons or men or women, obviously the women aren't going to have uh, the dark one's taint. 
can we just do a, a drinking contest where like yes. every time I say dark one's tame, yep. we just take a drink? Cheers. So Yeah. So I think that, yeah, it does mess with a lot of things in the book. So I get why that would grind the gears. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's, you know, listen, when you're writing a 14 book uh, fantasy epic, like you're, you're going to lose track of some things. So, you know, that happens. Well, um, but I think there's making a big departure in the, in the TV show and I'm here for it. Here's the thing. I feel like women hold a lot of the major roles and a lot of power in this world. Why couldn't they be the, the Dragon Reborn? Yeah. Now, for people who are watching this podcast for whatever reason and who are not book readers, the, the things we're discussing actually could literally change the end of the story. And so I'm very interested to see what they do about this. This is why they're grinding my gears. Also, I was told that we've given a little bit of hints to who the Dragon Reborn is. And while I've said that they put, made a big push to show Nynaeve could be, like she was so powerful that she wowed Loghain at the end. And they're like, oh my God, this could be the Dragon Reborn. If you're listening to this, spoilers. I'm not going to say who it is. It's not Nynaeve. It's not Nynaeve. I think we've, we yeah. think we've pretty much said thing, that. You can, you but can, I'm not going to tell you, you it is. You can accidentally get spoiled by this, like from the internet. Like it's not. A, yeah, I'm sorry. You can't keep a secret this old. Can't keep but a secret this old. We'll wait till the show does it. You know, um, I'm glad the show is waiting. Yeah. And we're trying not to let people know. But I mean, clearly, when we discuss things like. Honestly, Men and women I'm sad, and the dragon. Every, yeah, everyone who the show teased being the dragon would be a much more interesting dragon to me. So, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see Nynaeve would be amazing. Nynaeve, oh man, God, so so the actress, so much. The actress uh, killed it. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, her her interactions with Lan nailed it. Her interactions with the Aes Sedai, spot on. Like yeah, yeah. everything they've done so far with this Honestly, character, she hasn't pulled her braid enough. Well, that's true. But she did. She, did. she, she smoothed her skirt. She did, she did smooth her skirt she today. Smoothed her skirt twice. I have not seen a braid pull, but if I do not see one by the end of the season, yeah. I'm riding. Robert Jordan knew two things about women is that they like to smooth their skirts and pull their braids. That was it. So, That's how you show emotion. Yeah. When you don't uh, want to I say, I don't know what I'm weird angry. emotionless women he hung out with, but that but is what he saw. That's how they give clues. The only way you can like uh, non-verbally give like clues to what your yeah. mood is in uh, Robert Jordan's world is smoothing skirt. Yeah. Tugging braid or scowling. Well, I, I will tell you, like, uh, for our uh, listeners and viewers, if you want to check out how men do this, uh, if you watch the honest trailers for uh, Av Avengers Endgame, they they point out that Captain America just like swallows uh, while not drinking a lot. So like the, the, his chin, like his uh, his, his uh, muscles in his face just tighten up all the time. That's how he shows that he's stressed, yeah. and he does it a lot. So we all have our things. We all have um, our ticks. You know, honestly, I've always been a fan of skirts. I'd always like a little more air down there. So Sometimes I'm all you for it. smooth them. Yeah. The, the Scottish have this down. Like, it's all where it's all the rest kilts. of it spot on. I thought they did a great job with Lan. And I did a great job with the I said I have no complaints there. And I loved this a little bit different than the books. The scene with Loghain and all of it in the battle was awesome. Like, I was blown away. That's been my favorite part of the series so here's far. The thing, making Loghain more dangerous, which I feel the, the TV was show awesome. is doing, also makes when the Dragon Reborn, the real Dragon Reborn, starts using their power, that's going to make that even more terrifying because you see how powerful he is. He, like, literally took over a city by himself, pretty much. Well, it was a kingdom. Yeah, it was a kingdom. It was a whole kingdom. Uh, Galdean. Uh, Kermelin. And, uh, yeah. and, and, uh, Galdean. 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 Gildan. There we go. Gildan. 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 
Gildine? You Gil- know what? Pronunciation. Gildan. Uh, he got the king on his side. He has listen. an army that uh, knocked didn't listen, back uh, up. Uh, yeah. You know, they're Listeners fighting at, magic users. Uh, at Amazon uh, for our pronunciation mistakes since they didn't give us like a, you know, a pronunciation tool. Yeah, we need the help. Which, by the way, a funny note, just a funny story that has nothing to do with Wheel of Time. Um, they handed out a, a glossary sheet before um, David Lynch's Dune film, uh, which a young uh, Judge John Hodgman helped him realize that the writers didn't know how to do their jobs if you have to hand out a glossary in the movie theater to explain your film. So, yeah. all I'm saying is- But Amazon, they're doing like, a better job than that. Yeah, I, if you haven't checked out Amazon's like animated uh, backstory, um, like films are like five minutes long. They're very great. And um, one of them talks about like the breaking of the world, you know, thousands of years ago, and they do a very good job of it. So I yeah, they're, personally, they're, they're hidden in like the Amazon Prime thing, but they're there. You were told in the books how dangerous Loghain was and, until yeah. he, you know, uh, was stilled. Uh, but you don't really get that vibe in the book. You, it was scary. It was like he was frightening. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm just going to say he was fake Jesus. Um, it was Jesus Loghain and he killed it. Like he was definitely like, oh, I know why people followed him. Like he's like cult leader slash Jesus slash dangerous and know he's dangerous with the like ego and most of the power go behind it. Whereas like, oh, if they had left him in the wild longer and he had like more and more armies, they could not have, they could not have stopped. Like, listen, this is a joke for literally three of my friends who are also Jewish historians, but he's a real, uh, Shabbat V character. There you go. Anyway, that's for shout that, out. Sh- shout out to uh, the Judaism's one big fake uh, fake messiah. Anyway, um, oh yeah, yep. See, everyone, yeah. like the, the name is familiar as soon as I say it out loud. But that's what he is, right? No, no, he is. He's the fake um, messiah. But here's the thing: is he the the whole point of the story is that like because all these male channelers are happening more and more often because the real dragon reborn is coming. There's, there's like a a crack in whatever the the thing is. Um, the way they the way they presented Loghain made me feel like he has ample reason to think that he is the Dragon Reborn. Oh no, he he does. Yeah, but he's crazy. Yeah, and but here's once the thing. again, here's the thing: uh, the Dark said, One's I taint. said who who the Dragon is. Um, that person's also well, crazy for crazy. a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Listen, p- uh, power corrupts, so it makes everyone crazy. Hey. Hey. Truth bomb. All right. Anyway, so that is one. That's three and four of, of one, and I. That's so far my favorite storyline. All right. So let's move uh, yeah. on. Like episode four, by far the best episode so far. So far, like it looked, it looked better than the yeah. other ones. Maybe because it had no Trollocs in it. Again, just not a fan of the amount of Trollocs I see. Like make it darker. I don't need to see them fake CGI running through forests. Anyway, um, pet peeve of my own. Um, you know, but, uh, but by the way, Croatia, Croatia still looks great. Shout out to Croatia. Well Shout done. out to Croatia. Yeah, Heck which yeah. would have been, by the way, would have been. Um, uh, Middle Earth if the movie in the 90s had been made. That's where they were going to film it. It looks pretty good to me. Looks so. good. It's no New Zealand, but... Uh, so, I think... I thought it was great. So, we're going to move on. You wanna, which one do you prefer? I'll let you pick the next storyline. What I prefer? Mm. Uh, let's do the Eggweed and Perrin. Perfect. So... Alright. So, um, they go off. We have the first clue that Perrin's a little bit different. Where the wolves chase them and kind of lead them, but back off. Which is scary. Wolves are scary. If they were chasing me, I would run like they ran. Um, and then also, they licked his injury. Yeah, what's up with that? So, I, you know, I've always been a dog owner. I'm a dog lover. I will have a uh, an accident and have like a scar or something like that. And my dog will lick it. And I'll be like, no, no, that's probably really gross. Your mouth can't be that clean. 
but it, it could be healing. I don't know. Uh, dogs I'm not a doctor. are actually like they're they're both incredibly disgusting, but also because they're incredibly disgusting, also have incredible like um, macrobiotic. Uh, yeah, like they're, 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 their mouths are doing like what our like uh, small intestines do, I guess, in a weird way. Anyway, so uh, maybe that's we what don't it need is. to get into dog trivia, but or wolf trivia. Maybe wolves but also do that too. wolves look down upon dogs, so that's another uh, interesting thing. Also, did you think those wolves looked real? Are we getting, or is this another CGI conversation? No, so here's the thing. I'm pretty sure they shot wolves, but those wolves were not in the same place as Perrin was. And you know how I know? Because they kept, they didn't show them in one scene together. They showed a very dog looking wolf licking him. And then that was it. And then it was cro cross cut back and forth, back and forth. Anyway, not that it matters. I don't believe it. It's, it's a Jon Snow I'm uh, 100 situation. I'm 100% convinced. 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 That's true. That's true. That is true. Uh, and we all know animals can get COVID. Yeah, uh, uh, wolves wolves known throughout the world as anti-vaxxers. So, yeah, you know, let's I can tell a wolf what to do. Yeah, let's just hope this is not Game of Thrones where, like, you have these, like, really awesome wolves and they just disappear. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm still angry about that. I'm still angry George about R. that. George R. Martin, fix it. He's not doing anything. So, uh, we have the wolves. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to for Brad Sanderson finishing the Game of Thrones. That's our only clue that Perrin is different. But here is where I'm going to do a little throwback Ooh. to his dead wife. So, we get to the Tinkers. <laughs> I really should have a sad playing for that. That's all I got. Well, so. Uh, so we have the... What was her name? Oh, God. What was her name? It began with an L. La, 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 mm. la, Luna? Drink la, for na? parents' nameless dead wife. That was very sad. Lerner. Le, 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 a toast Lena? for Lena? Lena? So... Layla, I'm gonna do a Layla drop. So I read a little bit about this, and it made more sense to me. And actually, thinking about it more, once they got to the Tinkers, um, a lot of parents' battle that, as readers we know, is his internal struggle between the axe, which is a warrior, and the damage he could do in losing himself, and the hammer as a uh, blacksmith where he creates things. And I think that's a great internal struggle and he's the one who best represents it. So we have the way of the leaf where he comes across it and he learns that, hey, there's another way. There's a way of peace and, and love and, and hippie things, which, and she says, hey, have you killed someone? Have you fought with an ax? How'd that like, make you no, feel? I haven't and, killed and a obviously, human being. And I think he has that in struggle in the books, but there's not a good way to physically represent that for like a movie or TV show, unless you show where he regrets using a weapon of war. And here's so that's you why you could have had the imaginary that, wife had yeah. to die. I'm gonna listen, listen, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you here because they easily could have had a conversation between him and Elias, who is not on the TV show, talking about violence. And that could have solved all those problems. But instead But it's not as emotional. Talking about violence being like, oh, I don't want violence, it's a different thing than, oh my God, no, I'm traumatic about this because this follows him for a long time. It has to be traumatic. And from what I understand, the first uh, script had him killing his uh, blacksmith master when he was just Oof, a... Which would have also been dramatic, but... At, you least, also, at least that's a, a character we know who wasn't invented well, for the Well, but show. also these eight kids got aged up to their 20s, so it wouldn't make sense for these, all these kids from a small town to not be married. Yeah, and to still be awkward listen, and single. I think it would have been great to have like one character who like leaves their significant other in of the two rivers and goes on this adventure and then meets them later on. Like you didn't have that to would, that kill would her. That would make the story even weirder and more complicated. 
listen, but for, sometimes people have to die. Now, for for whatever amount of seasons they get, Perrin's gonna have this weird fake trauma that is not attached to my memory of his journey. First of all, where it's he's, real trauma. He killed his real wife. She's a real person, and I'm and I'm offended on her behalf. I'm offended on her behalf. We're both offended <laughs> for different reasons. For I'm offended reasons. because she was fridged. Look it up, people. But if you're gonna have this internal struggle, I'd rather have it be a real internal struggle, not like, oh, wouldn't it be terrible if I killed people? When we see so much death. I'm sorry, like they, we have proven successes of showing characters who have to be violent not enjoying violence. It's not like an unbreakable code. Who? I'll get back to you next episode. So I've had a, I've had a rough couple of days, um, <laughs> but I know it can All be right. done. So yeah. we, we're going to disagree on this. Yeah. But after resting, reviewing, rewatching a couple times, yeah, I it was still shocking to me. I'm on board with uh, uh, killing Lalana. Uh, she had to die. Wow. Sometimes people have wow. to die. Wow. Here's the thing. It's the way we, of the leaf. We, we, Sometimes the leaf falls. Sometimes the leaf falls, sometimes, wait, hold on. Uh, sometimes the leaf falls on you, sometimes you have to fall on the leaf. Oh. So, it is. And then we have Egwene, who started a fire and otherwise has been uh, pretty boring. So, unless you have anything to talk about with her. Here's Listen. the thing. I think they kind of did her wrong where, yeah, the, you know, she has Aram, the tinker, who she flirts with a little bit. But yeah. not, she doesn't come on strong, which is fine. Because I could have, I'm like, oh, if she, like, flirts back, they're going to make her seem very... Uh, friendly. I was trying to find a nice way to say that. Uh, listen, I mean, here's the thing. She, I, she gets on with Rand. Yeah. She flirts with the first boy she comes across, not from her village. Yeah. It's not a good look, Wayne. Listen, we've totally bypassed, like, uh, uh, Rand almost getting it on with a dark friend. Wait, uh, we're not at their story point sorry, yet. Sorry. All right. But now, do you have anything else to say about Egwene? Um, no, I, I think they're going like, to focus on her next I, yeah. because she's the one they focus on the least. Yeah. And I think they're going to show that all five have the potential to be uh, the Dragon Reborn and they it, have not it, shown it, yeah. where she has that potential yet. Uh, I will say I like how they did the Tinkerers. Tinkerers are very, it's a long, it's a long payoff for the Tinkerers. And they're not in most of the books. They they, they float in and out. But I, I thought they did a pretty good job of them. I thought they did a good I'm job. I'm still mad Elias isn't there. I feel like even though he's not like a super important character, he's an entrance point for Parent and for for the readers to understand Perrin's journey. But they haven't, here's the thing. I think they're gonna focus on that next because you haven't gotten a lot from Egwene or that much for Perrin. That's true. It's really just, it was them running I across feel like we're gonna see this next field. episode. Yeah, no, uh, we're gonna see it next episode. So uh, hold your horses. Yeah. We're not even halfway through. No, oh, no, we're literally halfway through the season now. Yikes. Wow. Uh, wow, that was fast. Again, justice for Bella. She's been named once. How dare they? I How see the white horses, Bella, because I'm looking for her. Do they is kill the the Bella? One, is she the one who got eaten? Well, I mean, where is she? She's gone. Is she the yeah. white horse? Where is she? I thought Listen, she was with the I want this to be a um, how this get made because situation where you have shirts. This says, where's Bella? When uh, I, I, I was looking for Bella, so when Nynaeve comes across them, you have three horses. You have Lance horse, where he carries him and Moraine. You have Nynaeve on a horse, and you have a white horse. And I think the white horse... Is Bella? I think Moraine's. The white, oh, yeah, the white, so I white. think the one that Nynaeve is riding is Bella. I think Bella's still alive. Yeah, okay. one, one uh, has to be Bella. Listeners, tell us if you know if Bella's still alive. Let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. I, I think Bella. I think Bella's listen, still alive. I'm I'm worried Bella went the way of parents' wife, whose name we can't remember. <laughs> your bartender, your bar, bartender agrees. So, um, right. okay. So, so we're so, moving on yeah, to we're, Rand we're 47 and minutes Matt. into this. So yeah. 
So where's where, where's Matt and Rand and the character that was finally introduced? Tom Maryland. Yeah. Also one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, so Again, I'm sad he doesn't have a mustache. I know it's ridiculous, but he he literally trolls his mustache a lot. Well, no, they, do you see the they flash? Did show, they did show it. It, it does have its thing. I know. Well, it, it was on the inside. They said, we're not yeah. going to do this. That's ridiculous. But we're going to show it on the inside. He basically flashes everyone. He does. Like a little nudge and a wink saying, yeah. hey, book readers, there you go. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Are you happy no, now, book up. readers? No, I'm not. Yeah. Hashtag justice for Bella. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag justice for parents, wife. Hashtag uh, justice ha for Tom Maryland's mustache. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Elias, question mark. I think we're done with hashtag. Hashtag rats. So um, we learned two things. Oh, also, okay, 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 hold up. I, 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 I thought about this earlier and I forgot it, and now I remember it again. Is it weird that in, in in the first book, in all their dreams, the bad guy, the dark one, talks to them? The the dark one in their dreams has not spoken once. It's just like screamed. Has he not? I thought he talked to him. He has not spoken. He's not spoken a word. In the reread? No, no, in the show. Well, no, no, no. In oh, the, but in the he does in the books, but yeah. not in the show. Yeah, like I, his talking was more terrifying to me than looking at him because he knows so much about them, or he thinks he does. Once um, again, I think you really want to sidestep a hokey factor. So you think the bad guy talking in a dream is hokey? It could be. Like if we saw that, like he was scary. If he's like, hello. But but again, I saw. I saw I'm I, coming for you. I want to clarify that uh, fridging a made-up character to give someone more trauma. Not hokey. That was not hokey. I gasped. Gasped. Yeah, I gasped too. Because why? Anyway, uh, we're going to disagree on this. We're going to have a hokey hopefully battle. Hopefully eight seasons. We're going to so, have the hokey pokey. Yeah. All eight episodes. Yeah. Let's turn this thing around. That's <laughs> we're going to turn this thing around. So, all right. We have about 10 minutes left. And we're yep. going to talk about um, Random Matt. So, the one thing that characters do that because they're dumb and naive and Matt wants to make money everything else he steals a dagger from shatter logoth yeah i can't believe we didn't even mention that until now and uh clearly and it shows it more in the fourth episode it's making him have that evilness that took over the city a little bit it's making him in a more sour mood he's moodier it's clearly the ring of power slash um a horcrux it is it is those things it's yeah it's the horcrux it's yeah. the it's the ring Evil, like, yeah, evil things affect you. Um, clearly, Matt is not a reader of the classics because he did not learn that. Yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly Matt's illiterate. And uh, my other favorite clear. thing is that, so they meet Tom Maryland. He does a great job of showing them how naive they are by stealing their money. Yep, yep, great gleeman trick. And then also Matt gets put in his place uh, by the barmaid, which is great, when he's like, oh, I'm not going to cut wood. I'm not going to do these things. And she's like, what are you good at? He's like, horse trading, which is, I think it's great, like, throwback because he <laughs> he's is. He's talking about his dick. Is he? Yes. Did I he's, just now pick that up? He's because he's a horse trader in the books too. He's clearly talking about his penis. Well, shit. <laughs> like that was his come on. He was that was his come online and it failed horribly. It was pretty funny, but he he wasn't talking. He was talking about his horses. His horses. I got sold. I think he thought he was trying to come on to her. I and think he failed. No. Uh, so I think like, I got put on his place. Um, I like ran is like the wholesome. Uh, sheep or woolhead farm boy. Yeah, and he has been clearly so far. can't see a trap when he sees it. He's like, yeah, no. these rooms are really private. When no one can hear you scream. I mean, hear you. Yeah, and it's like cute girl comes on him, and he's like, he's not yeah. gonna do anything, but he's like, 
oh, and he's like very flirty without realizing that she's coming on to him. And he's like, oh, this is leading to things I didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, which he's I understand. Like, My pants I feel weird. I think what we've is all this? been there. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you're hitting on me? Yeah. Um, what? Like he's had sex. Like again, book Rand would act that way, but Rand who's like, you know, had sex well, but already. someone he's grown up with. This is, he's in a new environment. He's still young. You know, he's kind of a wholesome farm boy. He like, she, she brought, okay, thing. She brought two beers, two ales, and one for, one for him, one for Matt. And Matt, uh, Rand's like, here, have Matt's. That, like, dude, that was kind of smooth. That, yeah, that was smooth. He's doing some real horse trading right there. All right, so, and that's the thing. And then we have Matt who's coming this. And then we had the big moment where the very flirty, who I liked. I liked her character. Oh, yeah, she's great. The very flirty barmaid. I like how they combined like 18 pubs into one pub. Oh, yeah. And multiple dark friends into one dark friend. No, it makes like, way good, more like, sense. Like, yeah. I love it. The, Almost their entire story in the book is them going from city to city, and it's boring. It's boring. So uh, we got the one dark friend. One, it showed how scary they are. Uh, the only unbelievable part to me that I was just like, what? Where she, like, chased them down. Awesome. They're running away from dark friends. She's clearly scary. And she has his sword. And so she shows it. And I'm like, this is a sword. They can run away. They could have headed back the way they were coming from. Through the town again. She is not so much faster that she could have like, it's not a gun. They could have gone away. That was the one part where I'm like, ah, they were not back into a corner. That I can understand. If they had like their backs to a wall. No, they had their backs to a uh, alleyway that they could have run from. Yeah, I mean. That she, sword's not that long. She picked a weird time to, uh, you know, villain monologue. Yeah. Um, but, I would have been gone. But like also like, I mean, she's. Just because she's a dark friend doesn't mean she's an expert at things. Like, that's true. Uh, how, how many times has she held a sword in her life? So, uh, but you I know. get it. Like, and I, I liked her backstory too. They gave her enough of a backstory where it's yeah. like, oh, she wanted to get out. She didn't have a lot she, of choices. Like, and she's like, hey, her I became yeah. a dark friend because this is what I yeah. have. Her line about how like uh, people are, are, are born into the dirt, spend all their lives in the dirt, and when they die, they have a little bit of that dirt thrown on top of them. Like, that's some deep shit right there. Oh, that's it was dark, very uh, dark Batman. Who is the who's the uh, super villain and Batman? Uh, the that's Joker? like we're born in the dirt. Uh, Bane? Yeah. Bane. I was, I was born in the Bane. darkness. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> okay, we have to do our Bane impressions now. Bane. Duh. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> well, I thought mine was bad, but anyway, um, <laughs> I don't do impressions. Yeah, uh, but it really was that. It's like you can't hate me. Yeah. I'm not bad. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. I was born in the dirt. This is yeah. all I've known. I, and then she like said like everyone has a terrible story and there's no good stories. Which yeah. when you're in a mining town, yeah, whether you're in fantasy or not, that's probably true. I do like how they are. They're doing a much better job than the the books did of showing like the, the sort of class system, both uh, C L A S S and C A S T E system that exists in the books of how it's it's a feudal world. So there are the uber rich and everybody else. Yeah. And I mean, the books talk about it, but they don't spend a lot of time in it. Like the Dragon Reborn should have also been like uh, breaking the economic system of the world, which he kind of does. They don't talk about it. But I feel like the show is pointing that out yeah. in a good way. And I think when there's like, OK, when you're like, I get it. You're born from the dark. You see badness. And then she's like, the only way to solve this is to end the world. And I'm like, and that's where you've lost yeah. everybody. And then next tab. Um, so. I like that, and it was shocking when she like the knife to the throat was shocking. Oh yeah! Again, the show doing a very good job of being incredibly gory. And I like the early reference to the IEL, which I don't want to talk about. We don't have the time, but they're gonna come up later. 
I yeah. like the introduction. They're kind of a big deal. They're kind of a big deal. Also, another thing I'm going to mispronounce a lot because I pronounced it ale myself in the books. I am. Uh, because there's no apostrophe or emphasis that I know of. So, but whatever. So, uh, I, uh, yeah. they escape from the dark friend and they, uh, some, like they're traveling and they stumble upon a farm. And I like the ways they all handled it. Yeah. Matt, who's now becoming evil, is like, takes out daggers. The Atom is like, oh, let's just stay there. And then as soon as he's caught, is like, oh, no, we're just traveling through, friend. And he just lies. And Rand, the good farm boy, is like, hey, well, like, no, we were just going to stay there. Rand's showing leadership. He did show like, leadership. Um, like, he's honest with the guy. He's like, this is what I would have done if I was lying to you. And that shows, like, uh, that shows him that he's, people are going to look to him to be a leader. And even and, though he's not even earlier, he does, like, hey, if you were going to kill us, your grip would have been different. Yeah. I always like, listen, no, no, one, awesome. no one likes it more when um, the way you're holding a weapon is critiqued by the person you're pointing it at. That always works well. It does. But um, So and I like that. And I love you also see like the Matt's wholesomeness, like with the sisters, with the little girl yep. and the doll. And that was great. And then you see him like throwing up and that evilness. And, and then was and this then, throw up black? Yeah. And then it moved. I, I did. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. No, and I thought this is a. Because there's a lot of it, like he, he just looks really run down and grumpy. Like, there's a physical representation is he in the show. Throwing up evil. Yeah, it's that blackness from the He's city. Like throwing up Catholic poop. He he is. Which is evil. Um, it's just inside you. And you, so you can see how it's physically affecting him, which I think is a great physical, you know, representation that is better come across on TV than it did in the books. Again. Yeah. I think there, there's some things I'm disappointed in. It's a little okay, but there's some things I think they did really well, and that's one of them. And then, of course, the fade show up again, the yeah. eyeless. Uh, I, well, I like how the show was like, oh, you thought one fade was scary. Here's four. Yeah. Or three. I'm three. Not, I'm I don't sure. know how many it was. But also, I love the fact that they like, you know, you're like, oh, Matt has some evil in him. Let's show him blankly standing in front of a dead family. Because I watched it with some people who hadn't read the books. They're like, did he kill him? And I'm like, I don't think so. At this point, yeah. it's different enough. I can't tell you for sure. That's, it makes more sense for it to be the fades because they're there. But also, who knows? Also, I loved how the fades, like, they slid back instead of walking back, which was a nice touch because they, yeah. they, they moved they move smoothly. It that was, was nice touch. It was very, again, like, uh, um, the but, weird, But like, I would notice that, like, uh, the dagger did not have any blood on it. That's true. And he, so, like, I think he came in there and then he, like, I think they were going to surprise all of them. And then he's like, I see you. Yeah, like he, well, yeah, well, he pointed to a fade. Yeah, in the dark, which you shouldn't be able to see. No, because he's got, um, you know, he's got the evil. Like the the, the evil he's um, filled with is not the same evil as the dark one's evil. It is oh, a wait, separate uh, evil. Can we rephrase that? It's not the same evil as what? The dark one's evil. The dark one's taint. Oh, the dark one's taint. Uh, I had we'll two bones. Oh, yeah. Cheers. To the dark one's taint. May it ever, may it ever be whatever. I think that's what it is. Is it, is it, is it Mashadar or something like that? Oh, yeah. No, so not the Dark One's Taint. Right. Cheers. But <laughs> the other evilness is Mashadar. Um, oh, no, wait. Ooh, now I'm trying to get confused. Mashadar, I think, is actually the wind and the tunnels later on. Um, I think that that, that evilness is called... Um, now I'm blanking out. We'll get to it later. We're running out of time. Off. Okay. That's right. I'm going to add that part out. We're going to edit all this out. Uh, so, so, uh, but then we also have the, 
um, monologue by Tom Maryland saying, hey, I saw this with my nephew, so all Tom's background and why he's helping them came out, which is great. And then he tied that to, this is what I saw in my nephew, who yeah, also had the one power and was taken was a, for a false yeah, dragon. That was a nice book change. Yeah. Uh, one, it adds to the, the mystery of who the Dragon Reborn is. Also, it makes... Because um, like that's definitely like just like um, Nynaeve, it's, Matt became a very big suspect in who could be Dragon Reborn, just by that alone. Yeah. Um, it was no, that, that was a nice touch. Um, I honestly, I didn't think we'd get Tom's backstory that quickly. So, uh, Tom has even an even greater backstory, but we might not discover it because we're not going to that that place in season one anyway. So, no, and I liked Tom's song, he'd only done one so far, and I liked it, but it that, was, that was not, also a new, that was also a new song as a new song. It was not as good as the other song, and it was not uh, as good as the uh, toss a coin. Toss a coin to your Witcher, yeah. To your Witcher. Also, he, he didn't play his flute. He didn't play his other. Well, he only does guitar. He doesn't play the lute or the flute, which are his main instruments. Which I think the guitar is. It's you know what? It makes more sense. It's also hard to sing and play the flute at the same time. So, it's true. Uh, also, no juggling. No time. juggling as of yet. I'm just saying. By episode four, I think the show's doing a lot better. I will say it's still pretty dark. Like, not dark lighting-wise, but dark in tone. And I thought I was hoping Tom would lighten it up a bit, and he has yet to. So I'm all in on the series. I think a lot of the changes they made is good, but also I feel kind of sad on some of the changes. We've toasted to, um, you know, parents that wife, but I'd also like to toast right now as we're wrapping this up. Two of the things I didn't get to see. We did not get to see uh, Bear Lorne and them and Bear's the White Cloak. So to, to, pull one out that, yep. for that. Yep. Um, we did not get to see them on the riverboat with the captain and all that. Oh, I was ready for that. Jesus, yeah. Can we pour one out for that? Oh, that uh, yeah, that captain was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad they shortened all the ends they were at. Uh, so I'm not going to pour anything out for that. Um, did I miss anything else? Did you? Yeah. Well, um, oh, oh, and then we're going to pour one out for Elias. Yeah, for Elias. Sweet, sweet, gentle Elias. Sweet, gentle Elias. Mm. I will say they have not focused as much as the book, the first book focuses on how you can tell an inn is good if the owner of it is fat versus skinny. So skinny as I, inns, now that like, we're in a tavern and I'm a tavern keeper, yeah. so to speak, I am clearly a pretty decent tavern keeper. Yeah. I, I'm not super skinny. You can be I'm better. You can be better, but you're not evil. So I could be better. I could yet. be fatter and jollier. I'm working on both those things. Um, yeah. I don't like the body shaming that the first book does with the, uh, uh, innkeepers, but it's like just let them be themselves, man. It's like, hey, you can always trust a, a fat cook. Yeah. Can you though? I worry about them. I worry about their health. Um, all right. Well, so okay. So, episode one of this podcast, we covered like episodes one and two ish, and, and, and now we've done like uh, two, three, four. Two, three, four. So, episode three, I guess what we will cover episode five, which is so Amazon next week we'll again, cover like, episode five. Uh, Amazon, help podcasters out here, okay? Like. <laughs> For God's sakes. There's so much to cover. Um, but we're over half. Like, this was the halfway mark. This, yeah, it's and amazing I'm, this listen, is the halfway I'm mark. I'm still a little worried that they have four episodes to get to whatever they're going to do to end uh, book season one. And I don't I don't think they're, even with four, three episodes and the finale, like, unless the season ends with the with the, the beginning of that thing, I don't see the character who hasn't yet to be have named the Dragon Reborn getting to that point yet. But... We're yes. gonna we're gonna see. I, I you know I have high hopes for them. Um, I think there's a lot they can do right. I think there's a lot they can do wrong. I believe you have high hopes for them. Ah uh, yes, yeah. and for myself. Uh, I also um, just want to say, I personally am loving it. Like I, I I've been I was a little nervous the first after the first couple episodes. I'm now loving it. I'm in. I'm sold. 
Tell the story you want to tell it. Here's what I'm nervous about. Um, it's gotten good ratings so far, and I've heard good feedback, but it has not entered the you know zeitgeist at this point where everyone's yeah. talking about yeah. it. And the, yeah, and and that and that is because like they have to release these, like they're forcing us to like catch up, but you have to give us a week between each one. Well, and it's also the holidays and things like that. So I'm hoping it comes out because like by about halfway through, because a lot of people, unless you were like really into it and just like new shows or fantasy fans, stuff like that, or read the books, you didn't necessarily tune into the first couple episodes of Game of Thrones, even though the, like, I mean, they were highly ranked as you know, yeah, yeah. but more and more people got to it because people were talking about it. Yeah, I will. I mean, we need yeah. more people talking about it, and I don't know if we've gotten to that point yet, but I think we have potential to. I mean, when when did Game of Thrones become the thing? I think that was at least season two or three. So, well, I think that like it's kept like it got a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, but I think it was mostly like you know the fans and the fantasy fans and the nerds and whatever. And then the like last episode was so shocking, it kind of threw it. It into, did, but like it's last like four seasons, like everyone was talking about, it, not just it took to, it took to season two or three. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean I don't know the numbers between Amazon Prime and HBO, but I feel like more people probably have Amazon Prime. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, we're gonna I, see what happens. I would say like for season two, don't dump it on us. Like l let us let us work our way through it. So Amazon, I know you're listening. You listen to everything we say. So listen to this. Well, that's one at a time. Wheel of Pod. Wheel of Pod, episode, episode two. Two ish. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>